So welcome to episode number six of the Nerd Yogi podcast. And this episode is part three of the mind-body connection, which we have been exploring the last few weeks. You're listening to the Nerd Yogi podcast, sharing natural ways to boost your well-being with a sprinkle of mystic and the big coating of science. And I'm your host, Virginie Ferguson, founder and yoga teacher at clanyogis.com. Also mother of two, science nerd and positivity advocate. I help people who always thought they could never do yoga level up on their health and well-being using yogic tools backed by science. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the breath and the heart as a pathway to your nervous system. So I always say that in yoga, the magic really happens through the breathing. And breathing practices have been part of a yoga practice for thousands of years. You may not know this, but yoga is just what we practice in the class, you know, typically doing some shapes, breathing, and then maybe meditate. If we refer back to ancient texts such as the Yoga Sutra of Sage Patanjali, which is roughly 2,000 years old, although we don't really know when that text was really compiled, he speaks about the eight limbs of yoga. So the word yoga itself means union, means to yoke. So it's not just one thing, it's just bringing everything together in harmony. So those eight parts of yoga starts with the yamas and the niyamas, which are basically, they translate as internal and external disciplines. So it's things like pretty much being a good human being, you know, not lying, not um, stealing, things like that, you know, living your truth. And there's things like inquire within, study oneself, commit to being spiritual. Then the third part is the asana, the postures. So that comes after these two. Fourth is pranayama, the breathing. And after this, we've got pratyahara, dharana, and dhyana, which are together form basically the, the different steps of going into meditation. So it starts with the withdrawal of the senses, concentration, and then meditative absorption. And the last one is samadhi, which is a state of oneness and integration of all the other parts. So that's yoga. So going back to pranayama, and if we translate the word pranayama from Sanskrit, that ancient language, into English, it basically means breath regulation. So when we take control of the breath, we can achieve calmness, clear mind, better control of emotions. We all know this, you know, we'll tell ourselves when we get stressed or frustrated or angry, we'll say, right, okay, take some deep breath, breathe deeply, slow down. So we know it works, but why is that? There are several mechanisms at play here. So when you take control of the breath, you basically take control of your autonomous nervous system. 
So to keep things simple. So your nervous system is divided in two branches. You've got your central nervous system, which is made up of your brain, the spinal cord, and your eyes. And you've got the peripheral nervous system, which is everything else in the body. That peripheral nervous system is then further split into two parts. You've got the somatic nervous system, which is the part you control, so voluntary movement, controlling your muscles. And you've got the autonomous nervous system. Autonomous basically means automatic, which regulates everything else that you are not conscious of. Your heart beating, your breathing, digestion, all that sort of stuff. And that part of the autonomous nervous system is then further split into two parts. In fact, it's even split into three parts, but I'm not going to go there. So you've got the sympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic accelerates things in the body. So when you need to get away, when you need to have your heart that needs to beat faster, this is your sympathetic nervous system coming on. This is where we get release of adrenaline and all these types of hormones. But obviously your body is constantly working to keep itself in homeostasis, which means balance. So if we accelerate things, we then need to slow them back down. And this is when the parasympathetic comes on. So when we breathe, we affect our heart patterns and the afferent communication which means the body-brain communication. So let's go a little bit into anatomy there. Underneath your lungs, which are just very thin sacs, sits a dome-shaped muscle called the diaphragm. Roughly underneath the, the breastbone, kind of somewhere halfway in between your navel and, and your, the middle of your chest. When the diaphragm contracts, it comes down into the belly, it descends. And that creates a vacuum inside, creates a negative pressure. So the air is sucked in. What happens then is the heart has then got more space, gets enlarged, and the blood volume drops. So the neurons on the heart... Yes, you have got neurons on the heart, and actually in cardioneurology it's called the heart-brain, feeds that back, and the heart starts to beat faster to make up for that loss of volume. On the exhale, the opposite thing happens. So the diaphragm relaxes, it comes back up into that dome shape, so the heart space then becomes smaller, and the heart rate decreases. So this is how you can see where the sympathetic and the parasympathetic come on all the time, every time you breathe. You breathe in, the heart rate accelerates, the sympathetic comes on, you breathe out, the parasympathetic comes on to decrease your heart rate. So when we take control of our breath, when we consciously change our breathing pattern, such as, for example, elongating the exhale, then we are staying longer into the parasympathetic mood, thus calming things down in our bodies. And this feedback, body-brain or heart-brain, happens via the vagus nerve. And again, I know I've mentioned the vagus nerve a few times in previous episodes, I'm going to do 
an episode on that dedicated to the vagus nerve because it is really an important part of the mind-body connection. Anyway, so with each inhale and exhale, we accelerate and we slow the heart down. So again, sympathetic versus parasympathetic. And this is the basis of heart rate variability or HRV. If you are really into sports and into training, you likely would have heard about this. So basically what it means is, as for example, your heart, you've got a heart rate of 60 beats per minute. Your heart is not beating on the second. And if I look personally at the data of my own HRV, I'll sometimes from 85 beats per minute to 55 beats per minute. So again, that's what it is. It's just as you breathe, your heart rate accelerates and then it decreases. So that's the basis of HRV. So why am I talking about HRV? So HRV basically, because of that measurement, gives us a direct measure of our body's ability to go between the two, sympathetic and parasympathetic. And the higher or the bigger the variability between the two is, the more flexible your autonomous nervous system is. So it's a direct measure of the capacity of your nervous system to cope between sympathetic and parasympathetic, between stressful situations, for example, and situations when you are relaxed. It's a direct measure of your health. So now you're saying, okay, Virginie, I'm loving the anatomy and neurobiology lessons here, but that, that's all about the body. So where is the connection to the mind? So as I said earlier, that the heart was communicating with the brain. That communication is greater than the brain heart. So there's more messages, more communication coming from your heart to your brain than the other way around. And the neural connections from the heart communicate directly with the emotional and memory centers of the brain. So your amygdala, your thalamus, which then communicates to the higher cortical parts or the cognitive parts of your brain. And we know through research that there is a bias emotional cognitive, which means your Emotional centers and more communication have got more influence onto those cognitive, those cortical, your cortexes, prefrontal cortexes, impact than the other way around. Which is why we can't really reason when we are really emotionally activated because that bias is there, it's the emotion over reason. And we also know the heart rhythm pattern, so your HRV, affects emotional experience and modulate those cortical functions and self-regulation capacity. It has also been found through research that reduced parasympathetic activity, which would certainly limit HRV, have been linked to reduced self-regulation capacity and cognitive functions in the prefrontal cortex. So your prefrontal cortex will sit at the front, just behind the forehead there. Are the centers for analytical thinking, decision-making, planning, and they really affect your behavior. So if you have ever heard of people who have had, like, have been in car accidents, for example, and have had damage to their brain to the front of the head, 
sometimes people, their loved one don't even recognize them. They feel like it's a different person. Their behaviors are really different because we lack that ability now of analytical thinking, decision-making, planning, positive thinking, and that ability to self-regulate. And this is also found to be associated with stress, panic, and anxiety. So really, as we are taking control of our breath, we are changing the heart rhythm patterns. We change the way our heart beats, which in turn, through that neural feedback to the brain, we can in this way influence the way we feel, our memory, the way we think, the way we react to things, the way we behave. So it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Just simply through the breath, having this control over your nervous system and over your heart that then just completely changes the way your brain is working. That's really mind-blowing. And this is the basis also of heart coherence and all these things that I've mentioned today. I've been researched extensively over the past 25 years by the HeartMath Institute. So let's try out a little practice to influence our breathing and see if we can influence our heart and the way we are feeling. So if you're sitting, maybe just come up and sit tall just to make sure you've got space for the lungs to expand. Or if you're listening to this podcast as you're walking, maybe just pause for a minute or two. So close your eyes if you can, if you're not driving and it's okay for you to do so. And just start to bring your awareness to your breath. Just simply notice the air coming in and out of the nostrils. Notice the gentle and natural breathing pattern. And breathing in and out through your nose, start to slow your breath down. Maybe inhale to the count of three or four and breathe out the same. Breathing in. Breathing out. Take a few more breaths that way. Take your time. Slowly in. Slowly out. Then on your next inhale, still on the same count, so maybe you're on four, maybe you're on five now, try to take more air in, still breathing in smoothly, deeply. And as you breathe out, try to elongate that exhale, pushing it a little bit further to the count of five, six, or maybe seven. See how you are. Keep the breath smooth and comfortable. Make sure that you are not forcing anything, that it still feels comfortable to you. Deep breath in, longer breath out. Let's go for three or four more rounds here. In, slowly out.
So here we are. How do you feel now? How do you feel compared to when you started this breathing practice? So this is just a quick practice that you can do anytime that really emphasizes that parasympathetic part, slowing your heart rate down, increasing that heart rate variability and affecting the way you're feeling and the way your brain is actually able to do its cognitive function. So in the next episode of the podcast, Unmissable, I'm going deeper on the subject and I will dive into heart coherence with Gavin Andrews, Director of Heart Math UK. So I hope you have enjoyed this short episode today on the breath and the heart. And don't forget to come back in two weeks when I'm talking to Gavin on everything heart coherence. This episode was sponsored by Yoga Legs. Yoga Legs is a small UK-based company run by two mums who make astounding leggings as well as harem pants and tops. I have over 10 pairs so I know what I'm talking about. And as a listener of the Nerd Yogi podcast, you get 20% off your order online. To get your discount code, go to clanyogis.com slash yoga legs. Yoga and double G for legs. This was the Nerd Yogi podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review or comment on your favorite platform. And if you would like to start your yoga journey today, head over to clanyogis.com and sign up to my free 30-day membership where you can get access to my free-day yoga for stress relief program and over 15 yoga classes. Thanks so much for listening and I will be back in two weeks with a new episode. Namaste.